Welcome back. Scissors and Scrubs. Yep. Presidential episode. Oh. Okay. I don't even know if that's the right song. Yeah. So what we decided that might be fun for President's Day is pick presidents and what illnesses they have and discuss their illnesses because we're we're trying to get back to roots here. Right. With our. Got to speak about medical stuff. Right. We're gonna pretend we're really a medical podcast. Okay. So I'm kicking it off with. I just found out Laura's childhood obsession, Dwight D. Eisenhower. (laughs) Every time. I'm telling you, I had to have done eight reports on him. I picked him every year. I'm looking at my favorites. I'm like, I got Eisenhower. She's like, oh my God, I was obsessed with him. I was like, I just burst out laughing. She's like, what? What are you laughing? I'm like, who's obsessed with Dwight Eisenhower? Me. I like Ike. Oh, you do like Ike. I do like Ike. Also known as Ike. (laughs) Ike was born October 14th, 1890. He is our 34th president. He is a general in mm-hmm. the army during WW2. How can you not like him? Because he's Ike. He he had us win the big one. And he also brought highway systems to the United States. How can you not like him? The Eisenhower Project. Mm-hmm. If you didn't know, the highway... So I'm watching the show the other day and they're talking about... You, you know what's funny? We're on the... Hi- I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Sorry. We're on the highway today and Sam goes... Um... Oh, never mind. I was like, what? He's like, I was just going to ask you if you were alive before they had highways. I'm like, I swear to God. I'm wow. <laughs> and then he's like, well, no, but can you imagine what a project that must have been? Who made this up? Who thought of that? Well, Dwight D. Eisenhower yeah. made it up. And not only did he make up the highways, he made them up to be used as runways should we ever suffer an invasion. So every major highway. Do you see my I'm obsession sorry. now? You, he can be used as a runway. Do you see my obsession? Well, I learned that when I was watching The Foods That Built America. I'm obsessed with this show. Because it takes you through, like, how Harlan Sanders became Colonel Sanders. How McDonald's became McDonald's. How Coca-Cola came about. How Hershey came about. How Hershey fought with Mars. And how Mars and Hershey... M&M's is the son of the Mars Corporation (gasps) and the vice president of Hershey's, who got passed over for promotion by... Um, Milton Hershey, oh. they got together because Mars's son made that candy. He needed the Hershey chocolate. M is for uh, Mars, and the other M is for Muir, which was the... Oh. Right. oh, yeah. So you learn all these little things like <gasps> O-M-G. So it's a, it's a great show. I loved it. So that's where it was like, yeah, Eisenhower made these highway systems because they're talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken and how... Colonel Sanders is kind of like a good for nothing. He, but then he starts making this chicken in his gas station. Mm-hmm. And it's before the highway system. Mm-hmm. And so he, on this stretch of highway, was known for the chicken. He had a hotel. He had restaurants. No. And then Eisenhower built these roadways. And they bypass all these small towns, put them out of business. Oh. So he had to find another way. Mm. But I'll leave that for the show. So, all right. Back to Ike. So he's a general <laughs> on the highway. He's most noted for the highway system. Uh, and that's why I get my little side note that the highways were built as runways. I loved that piece of information. But little known fact was that Dwight D. Eisenhower suffered from Crohn's disease. Oh. Crohn's disease is an inflammatory bowel disease, and it can cause severe diarrhea and fatigue, weight loss and malnutrition, and it can be both painful and debilitating and lead to life-threatening complications. There is no cure for Crohn's, but therapies can reduce the symptoms. So I'm going to go a little more in-depth about Crohn's right now before I go into how it related to Dwight D. Eisenhower. So signs and symptoms of Crohn's disease can range from mild to severe. They usually develop gradually, but sometimes will come on suddenly without warning. And you may also have short periods of time when you have no signs or symptoms at all. Mm -hmm. Also known as remission, Mm kind of like cancer. So when the disease is active, signs and symptoms include diarrhea, fever, fatigue, abdominal pain and cramping, blood in your stool, Mouth sores, blech, reduced appetite and weight loss, and pain or drainage near or around the anus due to inflammation from a tunnel into the skin. Anal fistulas. Those are gross too. Okay. People with severe Crohn's may also experience inflammation of the skin, eyes, and joints, inflammation of the liver or bile ducts, kidney stones, anemia, or delayed growth or sexual development in children. You will see some people with Crohn's come in. And they're just tiny. Yeah, they look very tiny. They're malnourished. Yeah. Yeah. So, causes of Crohn's. There can be several factors, such as hereditary and a malfunctioning immune system likely play a role in its development. You can tell it's an immune deficiency with all these other things that come with it. It's possible that a virus or a bacteria may trigger Crohn's 
disease. However, scientists have yet to discover such a trigger. When your immune system tries to fight off the invading microorganism, an abdominal an abnormal immune response can cause the immune system to attack the cells in the digestive tract too. Mm-hmm. It is more common that it is hereditary, and if Crohn's is if one person in the family has it, usually other people's have it. Other people's what is What's with the with peoples? The, the peoples. The peoples. However, most people with Crohn's don't know if they have a family history or they're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Risks for Crohn's disease. Ethnicity. Although Crohn's disease can affect any ethnic group, whites have the highest risk, especially people of Eastern European Jewish descent. Hmm. However, the incidence of Crohn's disease is increased among black people who live in North America and the United Kingdom. Family Hmm. history. You are at higher risk if you have a first-degree relative such as a parent, sibling, or child with the disease. As many as one in five people with Crohn's disease has a family member with the disease. Cigarettes. Another thing linked Hmm. to cigarettes. Cigarette smoking is the most important controllable risk factor for developing Crohn's. Smoking also leads to more severe disease and greater risk of having surgery if you smoke. It's important to stop. Mm-hmm. Non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications. These include ibuprofen, Advil, Motrin, uh, Aleve. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't even pronounce the other ones. While they do not cause Crohn's disease, they can lead to inflammation of the bowel that makes Crohn's disease worse. So I better get off fix this back problem. Which is weird because it's an anti-inflammatory. Right, but yeah. yet it's inflaming the bowel. Mm-hmm. Okay, Crohn's disease can lead to one or more of the following complications. Bowel obstructions, mm-hmm. ulcers, mm-hmm. fistulas, which mm-hmm. we already discussed. i got to turn this page. A fistula is like a little tunnel that goes yeah. from your bowel out somewhere. Yeah. So you get a your fistula bum, from your out of your vagina. Your bowel. Yeah. It's, it's one hole that doesn't belong mm-hmm. connecting to another hole. Anal fistulas, it's a small tear. In the, anal fissures, excuse me. This is a small tear in the tissue that lines the anus. Mm-hmm. Malnutrition, colon cancer, other health problems. Mm-hmm. Blood clots. Um, yeah, there you go. So treatment, it can involve medication, surgery, or nutritional supplements. The aim is to control inflammation, correct nutritional problems, and relieve symptoms. The treatment for Crohn's depends on where the inflammation is, how severe it is, the complications you have with it, and your patient's response to previous treatments and reoccurring Mm -hmm. symptoms. Some people can have long periods or even years without symptoms, as did Dwight D. Eisenhower. Mm -hmm. You can take anti-inflammatory drugs. You can take corticosteroids. You can take antibiotics, antidiarrheal or fluid um, replacements. There's biologics you can try. I'm not going to read them because I can't even pronounce the names. Um, but you're like Remicade, Humira, mm. and other methotrexate. All those ones you see on the yeah. commercials Yep. that tell you you're going to die of everything else other than the right, disease. Right, because once you get on these, they are going to reduce your immune system even more. Yes. And now you're subjected to a million other side effects. Mm. Many people, many people with Crohn's end up in surgery. Mm-hmm. They remove a part of the intestine, but it doesn't. doing that doesn't cure Crohn's. No. Um, the inflammation will return right next to where you just removed. Mm-hmm. So you wind up piecing and piecing and piecing the infected area of the, of the gut. So some Crohn's disease patients may require more than one operation during their lives. And in some case, a total colectomy is needed. And they'll take the whole colon and you end up with the bag, which isn't great. But I guess if you're really suffering from all these other problems, that might be blessed. If you have all these other issues, you can't live your daily life. Right. So when you have an ileostomy. It's easier to get around than having to deal with these. You can live your daily life without problems. So in 1956... Ike goes into the hospital. He has a worsening bowel obstruction. He had a history of intermittent bowel problems, but at this time, they don't know about Crohn's. In 1922, after graduating West Point, he had several bouts of abdominal pain and weight loss, and he convinced surgeons it was his appendix, and they removed it. (laughs) And it wasn't until years later, after it was known he had Crohn's, that his bowel x-rays from the 40s and 50s were looked at, showing that he had had the disease for many years. Mm. In the years... um, just before his death, he suffered many small bowel obstructions and he had to have surgery. This was complicated by he had a horrible heart. Like his cardiac history was horrible, like horrible. So he's in the hospital. He had had surgery. He was getting better. It gets He has like major cardiac issues and he dies on March 28th, 1969 at the age of 79. His autopsy showed that his terminal ileum was characteristic of a relative quiescent... He, he had Crohn's. Yeah. I can't even read. Quiescent? I don't know. 
Crohn's. He had Crohn's. It showed so it wasn't really until after he died mm-hmm. that they realized how severe his Crohn's were mm-hmm. was, and that he was suffering from Crohn's the whole time. The whole time. And we know, I know people with Crohn's. It's not nice. It's not oh, pretty. It's I mean, yeah. we we work with a woman who has two sons with it, and mm-hmm. it's. I always think of her and. You know, it's an, a life-altering disease. It is a life-altering Like, I think people are like, oh, it's like irritable. It's not. No, it's, it's not. a life-altering disease. You can't work for bouts at a time. Like, yes. it's... You may never work again. Yeah. Because you have to... And then you're on these steroids. Steroids make you put on weight, and they make your skin tear, and they mm-hmm. bring other infections in. So it's it's not a pretty thing. No. It's definitely not a pretty thing. No. All right. Over My to you, Mike. Um, So I have first, I think I'm going to do, William Howard Taft. Big fatty, wasn't he? He was a big fatty. Oof. And the problem he had was sleep apnea. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Um, sounds like my husband. Oh, no. It sounds like mine. Um, He was the 27th president of the United States. He was a Republican president. Uh-oh. And later, after his presidency, he achieved his lifelong dream of becoming the 10th Chief Justice of the United States. That's what he wanted. After he was president, he was the Chief Justice? Yes. Isn't that weird? That's bizarre. Yeah. That was his goal the That's whole time. That's going backwards. I, well, I mean, what's really a president? Like, how do you cap out after president? That's what he, he didn't really care about the president. He wanted the chief justice. Wow. Yeah. Um, he was born um September fifteenth, eighteen fifty seven, and died March eighth, nineteen thirty. He was close to my birthday. Mm. Um, so sleep apnea. I got this information from Mayo Clinic. <clears throat> sleep apnea is a serious sleep disorder in which your breathing stops and starts repeatedly. Sleep apnea is also um, deadly because your spouse that has to sleep with you will, will try kill you. to kill you. We'll try to smother you with a pillow. <clears throat> there are three types of sleep apnea. Obstructive sleep apnea, central sleep apnea, and complex sleep apnea syndrome. Um, symptoms of both obstructive and central sleep apneas are... Loud snoring, like wicked loud snoring. <laughs> Not just loud, wicked loud. Um, episodes in which you stop breathing, gasping for air while sleeping, which is also fun to listen to. <laughs> Waking up with dry mouth from all your gasping. I'm not gonna lie, there's sometimes when Brian's sleeping that I'm like, I think he's dying. Yeah, and I'm like, and I'll wake him up. He's going. I'm like, you don't, you can't feel that you're not breathing. <laughs> yeah, 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 or just. No. <gasps> I'm like, he's dead. He, he died. And then I think part of me is like, hmm, mm-hmm. money or him? <laughs> I um, always opt for him. Yeah. Just saying. Um, headache in the morning. Insomnia, because you're constantly starting and yeah. stopping. So waking up, going to sleep, waking up, going you to sleep. You think you've had a good night's sleep, but you haven't. No. Um, hypersomnia, which means um, you have like daytime sleepiness. Difficulty paying attention, because you're so friggin' tired. Mm-hmm. Um, irritability, because you're so tired. Mm-hmm. And... A key fact, not everyone with sleep apnea snores. Just the special ones. Just like the ones my husband. I'm married to. <laughs> oh, God. Obstructive sleep apnea is caused when the muscles in the back of your throat relax. Mm-hmm. Mike is just so friggin' relaxed that his muscles <laughs> in his throat just <laughs> lay like they're dead. Um, which causes your airway to narrow, obviously, mm-hmm. if those muscles yep. have been relaxed um, as you breathe in. And it lowers your blood oxygen levels. The lowered blood oxygen levels... Trigger your brain to wake you up from sleep so you can open your airway and take a deep breath. You're awakened so briefly you don't even realize it's happening. These people, like, it's so quick and you breathe and go right back to sleep. They don't even know they wake up. But it's you're constantly being woken up. Um, You may snort, gasp, or choke. (laughs) And that can happen 30 times an hour. An hour! Yes. Central sleep apnea is less common, but happens when your brain does not single signal your breathing muscles. So you're not even going to die. So you make no effort to breathe for a short period of time. Oh, that's a dangerous mm-hmm. one. Risk factors for obstructive sleep apnea are excess weight, neck circumference. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, Mike does not have a big fat neck. Look at Mike's neck! He does not have a big fat neck! He has this right here, he's like a, under his a wide jaw. chin. <laughs> so flattering to you it's amazing oh well, this is why i said look at we need something done here oh and this will God. stop the sleep apnea um narrowed airways being male it makes it you're two to three times more likely to have it if you're a male oh my god um or males are I two to three more likely yes. to have it um being older family history 
use of alcohol, sedatives, or tranquilizers, because that just relaxes everything. Oh, absolutely. So this is the thing. Like, when we first got married, he never snored. Like, I, honestly, because I think I would have divorced him immediately. Mm. Now he's getting a little older. And it was always if he had been out drinking. Yeah. He would be snoring. I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I can ease not drinking all the time. Now it's just every fucking night. Yeah. Awful. Uh, yeah. No, why would he get the machine? He doesn't have the pair. He doesn't have the pair. He doesn't need it. Oh, God. Does he get tired during the day? Of course. He that he is. has to rest his eyes all the time. Yes, it's time. It's time. It's yeah. time. Can you just borrow yours? <laughs> yeah, let him try it on. Um, other risk factors are smoking, nasal congestion, hypertension, congestive heart failure, diabetes, Parkinson's, and other medical conditions. None of which somebody the size of Taft needed. No. Um, but I bet he had hypertension, CHF, <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. I'm pretty sure he had all of it. Um, risk factors for essential sleep apnea. Uh, being older, being male, heart disorders, narcotic pain meds, and strokes. Oh, my goodness. Complications from Obscene sleep apnea. apnea. Daytime fatigue. Hypertension and heart problems um, due to the decrease mm -hmm. in your oxygen. Sats. Um, when you have a decrease in your oxygen sats, it raises your blood pressure and strains your cardiovascular system. So you're hurting your heart by not time. correcting this sleep apnea. Brian. <laughs> um, type 2 diabetes. <laughs> Metabolic syndrome, which is hypertension, abnorm abnormal cholesterol levels, high blood sugar, and increased weight waist circumference is linked to a higher risk of heart disease. And I'm pretty sure Taft's waist was quite was a circumference. Very large circumference. He was a large and charged man. Mm -hmm. um, the complications are with medications and surgery. If you have sleep apnea and you're going to, like, you have more complications from They actually the make you anesthesia. take your CPAP to surgery. Yes. Um, Liver problems and sleep deprived partners <laughs> is a complication. That is a big complication. That's a huge complication. It, it, there's a lot of animosity behind that. Yeah, a lot of that's, anger. That's a that's I that's think that's a big deal. Yeah, biggest deal. That's a big deal. Treatment for sleep apnea: weight loss, exercise, quit smoking, mm -hmm. wear a CPAP, which is a continuous positive airway pressure. It's a little machine. It has a long tube. Looks like an elephant trunk, kind of. And you put a mask on your face. There's one for just your nose. There's one that goes over both. Um, and it keeps your airway open. It push, pushes, like, the air in so it keeps your airway open. <laughs> so my cousin down in North Carolina, <laughs> we went to visit him, and he's telling the story. He's he's funny on a, on a good day, but he's telling me, he's like, so I thought I had sleep apnea. Like, I figured I'd try my mother's sleep apnea. Oh, God. <laughs> he puts it on his face, and it's like, Mom! I can't, I can't breathe, because it's shooting the air in his face. He's like, duh, duh. <laughs> he's trying to breathe. I couldn't breathe because I'm no. laughing so hard. He's like, this, too much for me. I'm like, hey, it's not meant to be while you're awake, you dumbass. Right. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. So this he and it literally pushes the air yeah. into your throat. Um. There's an oral device that moves your jaw forward to open your airway, and that's you can get that through a dentist. Mm -hmm. I think Mike tried that at one point. He tried everything under the you sun. You would need, like, a real jaw thrust to yeah. get my husband's jaw yeah. Um Surgery you can have, which includes removing excess tissue in the back of your throat, your adenoids, your tonsils, your uvula, that little thing that hangs Everything down. that's in the back of your throat. <laughs> yeah. I've done those at other hospitals that I worked at. It's disgusting. It was disgusting. It was awful. And, and I just, you know mess. what? I can't imagine that's... A good option, because now like those things do stop. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I guess if you're not breathing and hurting, true. Your heart, but then I it's mean, better, Jesus. But, yeah, you don't wear the CPAP. Yeah, um, you can have radio frequency ablation of the excess tissue, mm -hmm. so they go in with like a blazer and get rid of get it. rid of that um, tissue, and you can have jaw repositioning sur surgery. Yeah, that seems extreme. That's very extreme. Just get a CPAP. Yeah, so wear your CPAP. Go to your doctor. You're gonna go to the doctor. You're going to tell them, I'm exhausted all the time. My wife says right. I snore, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'm not getting any, yeah, I'm not getting any they're sleep. They're going to check everything out first. Then they're going to send you to the sleep lab. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to stay at the sleep lab overnight. They're going to hook you up to every monitor known to man. And then when you wake up in the morning, they're going to tell you, oh, yeah, you slept for eight hours, but you woke up 455 times or whatever ridiculous wow. amount of time. I don't, do you remember how many times you woke up? That's crazy, though. It That's was a, a crazy lot. amount. So, oh, I'm like, I know. Like, I was, <laughs> he was like so 30, surprised. 30, oh, that seemed low. 30 an hour. An hour. That, that seemed low. I don't. Well, I did. I thought that too. 30 actually. times eight is 240 times. Yeah. I, I do feel, I, when I was reading 30 an hour, I was like, I feel like it, it can be more. It but can, that's a lot to me. It's a ton. But he was so shocked. They said, I, I'm like, 
Are you kidding me? I know. Um, but anyway, then they're going to tell you what to do, what's best for you, lose weight, exercise. That just helps you in general. Change your oh, diet. Yeah. helps Because you, you know general. as you get older, you need all that. Yeah. Fit people can have it. Fit people can have it. Well, that's when they have to get that. They have a very big uvula. Yes, huge uvula. Yeah, huge uvula. Yeah, so just get treated for it because it does hurt. It's yeah. not just being tired. It affects you. So this well, guy you, is the I, president and making decisions based on, you know, maybe an hour of interrupted sleep. Right. My mother went to high school with the one whose son died from sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. it, the chronic brain damage he got from it. Yeah. He died from it. Right. Okay, so we're moving on to John F. Kennedy. And no, we're not talking about his assassination. No. All right. So my husband had read a book on him before. He was kind of, he was really interested. It was like a behind the scenes Mm -hmm. kind of, you know, a lot more comes out about the Kennedys now, about what they were up to, what they were doing. And, but one of the things Kennedy was always in the pool, they would say, and and it was for exercise and stuff because Kennedy had a lot going on. All right. John F. Kennedy, John F. Kennedy suffered from. Addison's disease. Mm-hmm. He actually suffered from something else that Addison's disease is part of. He had two things and mm-hmm. Addison's disease was half of it. So I got it from JFK's pain story from autoimmune disease to centralized pain. All right. So he is the 35th president of the United States. Mm-hmm. He is born May 29th, 1917 at the end of Jesus, World War One. I. I can't believe that. Because you just don't see him, you see him as the, se- the 60s. Young. He was yeah. young, yeah. And, you know. That's probably the only <laughs> bright side of dying young is you're well, always young. So, he was known to suffer um, immense back pain. The immense pack- back pain was thought to originate from the injury he received during the war. And a look back reveals he was a sick person from birth. Mm-hmm. So, from, and, and I mean, I kind of go back and forth because I started with one article and then... The other article, like, really went into his childhood, so I'm kind of all over the place. So you just bear with me. So from the ninth to 12th grade, Kennedy attended a boarding school called Choate. He was plagued by chronic health problems while he was there. Mm-hmm. A doctor at the Mayo Clinic thought it was leukemia, but settled on colitis. So this, they think he has colitis. Mm-hmm. 1935, he goes abroad to London, but he has to come home because he's in poor health. Mm-hmm. 1940. He wants to go into the army as an army officer candidate. The army won't even touch him because he's, he's so, so sick. sick. The school, um, but he he's disqualified because he has lower back issues. Now you, as you read through these articles, you realize these lower back issues were his entire life. So these chronic health problems he had were all related to his spine. Mm-hmm. 1940. So he wants to go in the military and. The army's like, we're not going to touch you. His father pulls strings and gets him in the Navy. Mm-hmm. So he goes off to World War II. And in 1943, he's on these PT boats. They're, they're small. They're smaller boats. They're not like a battleship boat. They're small boats. They're like river patrol right. boats. Yeah. I don't, but I think he was in the ocean. But it's not meant for the middle of the ocean mm-hmm. kind of a boat because it's not that big. And he suffers. The, the boat's rammed. He suffers a back injury. They, there's a whole story, you know, the coconut on his desk that he'd gone on the island. They had to swim to this island. It was like a three mile swim. He saves his troops, blah, 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 blah. He uh, is hospitalized for about six months at Chelsea Naval Hospital in Chelsea, Massachusetts. When he was a senator, he goes on, undergoes several spinal operations and was even given last rites at one point. He was often absent from the Senate due to his quote-unquote illness. During his presidency years, he suffers from high fevers, stomach pains, colon and prostate issues, abscesses, high cholesterol, and adrenal problems. It isn't until years after his death that it is discovered that in September of 1947, when he's about 30, he had gone and had seen this Daniel Davis in London, and he diagnosed Kennedy with Addison's disease at that time. Oh. But no, he they don't say anything. Right. And in 1966, he has this Dr. Travell, who also said he didn't only have Addison's, he has hypothyroidism. So I'm going to go through Addison's disease, but what he actually has, because he had hypothyroid issues and Addison's together, is a disease called Schmitz syndrome. But I'm not talking about Schmitz syndrome. I'm talking a half of Schmitz syndrome. <laughs> I'm talking about Addison's disease, because I just want to talk about Schmitz syndrome. <laughs> All right, so shut up. Why don't you just shut up? Get an Addison's and you're going to fucking like it. All right. Addison's disease. It is a disorder of the adrenal glands. The adrenal glands are these little cone. They look like little Hershey kisses on top of your kidneys. Yeah, they don't 
when you have Addison's, it's not producing enough hormones, um, cortisol and aldosterone. These are chemicals that control the function of tissues and organs. Mm -hmm. Cortisol helps the body respond to stress, including the stress of illness, injury, or surgery. So if you're not getting enough of it, you're going to be sick. Mm -hmm. It also helps maintain blood pressure, heart function in the immune system and your blood sugar levels. Addison's disease is also called primary adrenal insufficiency. It's a related disorder. A related disorder is secondary adrenal insufficiency, and it occurs when the pituitary, a small gland at the base of the brain, does not secrete enough ACTH. Um, it's adrenocorticotropic hormone, ACTH, uh -huh. which activates the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. So it is caused by an, so what is Addison's disease? It is caused by an autoimmune response, which occurs when the body's immune system, which protects it from infection, assaults its own organs and tissues. Mm -hmm. So with Addison's disease, the immune system is attacking the outer portion of the adrenal glands where cortisol and aldosterone are made. All right. So you're kind of really having a big problem here. What, what are the um, symptoms and causes of Addison's disease? So, so causes can be an injury to the adrenal gland. An infection, including TB, HIV, or AIDS-related infections, and fungal infections. Cancer cells from another part of the body that have invaded the adrenal glands. Bleeding into the adrenal glands. Surgical removal of the adrenal glands. Amyloidosis, abnormal buildup of certain proteins in the organs, or genetic defects. What are the symptoms mm -hmm. of Addison's disease? Abdominal pain. Abnormal menstrual periods. Craving for salty foods. Mm -hmm. I can eat... Fries from McDonald's checked. all the time. <laughs> His son ordered a pizza. I'm like, hmm. I know. Hmm. How quick can I get up there? <laughs> all right. Dehydration, depression, diarrhea, irritability. Oh, God. I've got a lot of these. Lightheadedness or dizziness when standing up. Loss of appetite. Low blood, uh, blood sugar. Low blood pressure. Muscle weakness. Nausea. Patches of dark skin. Especially around scars, skin folds, and joints. I think this is like a classic Addison's disease yeah. thing. You see that dark, dark skin. Yeah. Sensitivity to cold, unexplained weight loss, which if you look at pictures of mm. Kennedy in the war, he's anorexic. Yeah. He's anorexic. Vomiting, worsening fatigue. In fact, he's anorexic even during his presidency. In some cases, such as injury, illness, or time of intense stress, symptoms can come on quickly and cause a serious event called Addisonian crisis or acute adrenal insufficiency. An Addisonian crisis is a medical emergency. If it is not treated, it will lead to shock and death. Oof. Mm. Addison's ain't no joke, huh? No. Symptoms of an Addisonian crisis are feeling restless, confused, or afraid, or other mental changes. Shit. I've been like this for <laughs> three days. Dehydration. Extreme weakness. Having trouble staying awake or a total loss of consciousness. Mm. High fever. Lightheadedness or feeling faint. Paleness. Severe vomiting and diarrhea and sudden deep pain in the lower back, belly, or legs. So he had this a bunch of times. I've all this the time. Story. All yeah. the time. So I don't have the cure for Addison's. I don't think there is a cure. You have to take steroids mm -hmm. to deal with Addison's um, disease, which when you're on prolonged steroid use, that creates its own problems. Mm -hmm. So doctors speculated that JFK had Schmidt syndrome which is a combination of Addison's disease and the autoimmune hypothyroid. They backed this up with him being sickly from birth. By age 15, he had pain in all of his joints. Mm -hmm. By age 21, he starts his back problems. I mean, so they thought that back problem was because of the accident. He had spinal stenosis and it had started in his teens. Yeah. So he was, I mean, in <laughs> he his father's influence is the only reason he was allowed into the Navy because he was so sick. He eventually discovered he had degenerative spinal disease, and during his back surgeries, discovered he also had osteoporosis. I mean, he died oh, at 43 or something, and he had osteoporosis. Right. It isn't until he meets up with this doctor, it's a female, Dr. Travell, that he can get the symptoms and pains under control. He was on opioids, muscle relaxants, sedatives, stimulants, testosterone, procaine, vitamins, thyroid placement, cortisone. And they would put him in rocking chairs because mm -hmm. it would help. And he was swimming all the time to try to help. Mm -hmm. Even though they said the three-mile swim from that accident to the island exacerbated his pain issues, which is why he then was in the hospital for six yeah. months. Well, plus, he it said, like, you go into that storm when you have a trauma right. and high stress. So that's just going to put him right. in that mean, whole Cuban Missile Crisis. Yep. Hello. Okay. So some speculate that his issues led to his demise. 
Why? I'll tell you why. Okay. He was in a chronic back brace. He, you did, Nobody even knew he was wearing a back brace all the time. So the day he shot, he's wearing his back brace, which is going to keep him sitting so he upright. Can't lean over. So when he shot through the neck, he doesn't lean over. And they are speculating that that's why the second shot was able to find its spot. Because the back brace was keeping him right in view of mm. Lee Harvey. I thought that was a very interesting that fact is. about that. So that is John, uh, John F. Kennedy in his Addison's disease. Mm. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. that. Was, he's a very sick guy. Like he was, but what amazes me, and it shouldn't because I'm not that naive. Back in the day, before now, you, all this was kept from the public. Oh, Nobody yeah. wanted you to know your president was weak. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted you to know he had all these issues. So mm-hmm. you you couldn't even see them smoking. Both he and Jackie smoked. Yeah. And you never saw pictures of them smoking. Mm-hmm. They didn't even show you pictures of Barack Obama smoking. Mm-hmm. He was a heavy smoker. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's interesting the image they put out and how they didn't want the American people to know and mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And then on top of all the other things you found out about the Kennedys, there was a lot they weren't telling people, yeah. you know, it's crazy. Okay, who do you have next? I have Ronald Reagan. Oh, Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. He's such a cute. Ronald Reagan was born on February 6th, 1911. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the 40th president of the United States. 1911. Yeah. Um, he's only six years He's six years older than Kennedy. Wow! Isn't that weird? <laughs> when you think of that, because he seems so old. I know. Wow! It's like bizarre, because like you said, Ken, Kennedy yeah. died, and his you know. Wow! Was like, oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Is a wow. Um. So he was the 40th president of the United States from 1981 to 1989, and before he was president, he was the 33rd governor of California from 1967 to 1975, and before that, he was an actor. He was a Hollywood actor. He was a cutie pie. Look, cute pie. Mm-hmm. Um, he died on June 5th, 2004. And Poor he was guy. also a Republican. Um, we just, just want to shit on the Republicans, Laura. Yes, I'm just talking about <laughs> I want to talk all the fat-ass Republicans. <laughs> um, but Ronald Reagan, poor Ronald Reagan, yeah. suffered from Alzheimer's disease. Yes. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. I got this from Alzheimer's Association. Org. <laughs> um, Alzheimer's is the most common cause of dementia which is a general term for memory loss and other cognitive abilities serious enough to interfere with daily life. Alzheimer's accounts for 60 to 80% of dementia cases. Alzheimer's is not a normal part of aging. Not normal. Mm -mm. Um, The greatest risk factor is increasing age. Yeah. Um, Most people with Alzheimer's are over 65, but about 20,000 Americans have early onset Alzheimer's and are under the age of 65, which is just a nightmare. I had a cousin die 51 or two of Alzheimer's. Severe. Severe. <clears throat> Alzheimer's is a progressive disease. In early stages, memory loss is mild, but late stage, people can't carry conversations. They can't respond to their environment. It's so sad. It is. My grandmother, my nanny, had Alzheimer's. Three of her other of her sisters had Alzheimer's. Ugh. It's awful. It's just. It's, it's just a horrible awful. way. It's awful. To, like it's. They get to the point they don't even know, but to watch somebody you loved that was so vibrant. Yeah. And, and oh, just not there anymore. It's a horrible disease. Um, it is the sixth leading cause of death in the U.S. A person diagnosed lives on average four to eight years after diagnosis, but can live up to 20 years. Um, he lived my, a long time with it. My Reagan. grandmother lived like 10, or, 10 to 12 years, I think. Yeah. It's it. a long time. Yeah. Um, 10 warning signs. Maybe 10 years. 10 <laughs> warning signs. One, memory loss that disrupts daily life, like forgetting events, repeating yourself. Mm-hmm. My mother... My grandmother would pick us up on every first Friday because we had a half day on every mm-hmm. first Friday. My mother was a teacher. And she, my mother said, I should have realized it because she would call and go, what what time am I getting the girls tomorrow? Noon. Oh, yeah. Am I getting the girls at noon tomorrow? Like, so it affected her. Like, this she was like remember. something routine that she did all the time. And she, it was just like things like you can't forget what you, you mm-hmm. forget what you're supposed to do and stuff. Um, you tell the same story over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, the t- challenges in planning. Or solving problems. You can't pay your bills. You can't cook recipes you've done for a million, a million years. You can't recall the steps to do mm-hmm. it. Um, difficulty completing tasks that are familiar. You can't drive places that you've driven to. You, you know, get the lost while you're driving. Yep. Um, shopping. You can't figure out, like, what do I need? Why am I here? Um, cooking. Using the phone. My grandmother also had, like... I. You know, every she knew our number, mm-hmm. three two two four two nine four, and then 
up, she would. In case you wanted to call. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's just, I don't think it's connected anymore. Um, and then like all of a then she would say like, she would call my mother and be like, I'm trying to call Mary. Like one of her sisters, I don't know her number. She's like, yeah, you do. Like, right. you call her every day, you know, and then she would have to have a list and then she couldn't do the list, you know. Oh. Um, confusion with time or place. Trouble understanding an event that is happening later. Like, we're going to a wedding shower. What are we going to, like, next mm-hmm. month? What are we going to again? Are we doing something next mm-hmm. month? What's mm-hmm. going on? What is it for? Like, you can't c- get the concept yeah. of it. You lose track of dates. Um, trouble understanding visual images and spatial relations. They have difficulty with balancing. They have difficulty judging distances. They trip. They spill. They drop things. Um, new problems with words are speaking. You will never know this in me because I have problems with that now. Um, they struggle with word <laughs> finding. Gonna report both my of hottest plot of all my time. life is word finding. I swear <laughs> to God. Um, it's hard for them to follow a conversation. They kind of just stand there. Like if you see someone with Alzheimer's, like in the beginning, when they're still in a group or whatever, everyone will be talking and they, they're kind of just there because mm-hmm. they cannot follow it and they don't know how to join in. Um, misplacing things and losing the ability to retrace your steps. So you you put your keys in the fridge. You put your milk in the cabinet. You know, like you're, right. you're putting things in the wrong place, but then you can't think, okay, where was I just, where was I when I had my right. keys? They can't go back and retrace it. Um, decreased or poor judgment. Um, they're victims of scams a lot. Um, they don't manage money well. They pay less attention to hygiene. They have trouble taking care of pets. Like I remember my grandma, like, you know, she wouldn't, I mean, every, I could tell you her ritual with the ponds cream and like every night that she always had. And, um, you know, then she wouldn't shower. I, you know, she wouldn't brush her teeth. She wouldn't, yeah. You know, like it just wasn't, um. My grandmother would never have a cat. Oh, that's right. I forgot that family Hello. would never. All right, she put pond cream on the chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, withdrawal from work or social activities. They're not able to keep up with, with what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't go to church. They don't go to their card game or whatever they're doing because they can't, they can't like they find. Can't remember. They Well, even if they can't remember when they're there, they're like, I don't know. When it's supposed to be doing. Or they feel awkward yeah. or there's something missing. Um, changes in mood personality. They become afraid. They become suspicious. They get really easily upset. My poor grandfather. Oh, my God. My poor, my grandmother, God love her. She was never like this. And I remember, you know, we'd be there watching her with him, you know, and he would, I know you're seeing some girl and blah, 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 blah. Like, he's like, what? I don't know. Like, like, he wasn't. Like, right. he was the nicest guy. He would never do that. But he just, like, she was just. All of a sudden, very suspicious, and then she'd get so mad, and they would get my aunt, my other aunt, Tina, we would go visit her with my grandmother before my grandmother had it. Tina was the oldest, and we'd go to her house, and she, I would be so afraid of her, and I, you felt awful because you were never afraid of her, right. and then you'd be so afraid because she just hit my grandmother, or she'd hit you, like, it's not her, she would never do that, but they just get I don't, Crazy. very easily upset, Um, and my grandmother would do it to my mother sometimes, like... <laughs> Not hot, you know, right. but, but they're just so upset. Um, stage one is uh, of Alzheimer's is normal outward behavior. No symptoms you can spot. The only time you would know that they had this stage one is on a PET scan because it can show the changes right. in the brain of Alzheimer's. Stage two is very mild changes. They can still function. They can still go to work. They're a little forgetful, little changes in personality. Stage three, there's a mild decline. They, people start noticing changes um they forget something that they just read they ask the same question over and over they have more and more trouble making plans or organizing themselves they can't remember names of new people they've met they I know everybody the names of new people now i always look at them like mm, you know why because i don't listen when you uh, tell yeah. me You're just, a just know that about, That's not i'm a poor listener yeah. i'm a skimmer yeah um they know the people they they've always known right. but if someone new is introduced they're not going to remember them their names um They need help paying the bills. They need help making appointments. They may need to retire from work at this point. Okay. Because they're not They're not functioning anymore. They fight, but they can't organize themselves. They can't do Executive function is gone. Stage four is moderate decline. Um, They forget things about themselves. You know, they forget what they did. They forget that they went on this trip. Mm -hmm. They forget, you know, things about themselves that you should know. Um, They have trouble putting... 
the right date or the amount on checks. They can't get that from their mind to the right. paper. Um, they forget the season or the month that they're in. They have trouble cooking or ordering from a menu. You're at a restaurant. They can't read that, digest it, and then tell you right. what they want. Right. Um, they need help then with everyday chores, and they should not be allowed to drive at this stage. Stage five is moderately severe decline. They lose track of where they are. They lose track of time. They have trouble remembering um, their address. They have trouble remembering phone numbers. Um, they're confused on how to dress. My grandmother, and this says, they, they, like, she would put on, like, her pants and then her underwear would be on top. And her shirt and the bra. And I don't mean to laugh, but no, you know you would crazy. be like. Be, you walk in, you'd be like, what the hell are you doing? You're like, you know. Um, but this was, you already yeah. knew this point. It was bad. So, but like they, it's literally like they can't remember what goes right. on. Um, what they'd have, she'd have 14 shirts on. Like she'd have a million <laughs> shirts on. Um, so you, to help them lay out their clothes for them. This is what you're wearing today. And do it in, or, like put the underwear and bra on top. So they put that on for, right. you know, like lay everything out for them. Um, repeat answers to your questions. With an even reassuring tone, it's very hard when someone asks you the same question. Oh, I'm living with it right now. Day. I am living with it right now, and it's so yeah. hard. It's not their fault. They have no idea, and they're just gonna get scared when you get aggravated. Yeah, but, but it it's, is easy, it's easier said than right, done obviously. when you've been asked fifteen times. Yeah. how many cups of coffee can I drink? Yeah. Okay. Um, stage six is severe decline. They can recognize faces. They don't know names. Um, they mistake people for others, like son as husband. Mm-hmm. My grandmother did this to my uncle, her youngest son. I don't, she didn't think it was her husband, but she thought he was just some good-looking guy. And she was at the pool. We were at her pool, and we were all there. And she was flirting with him. My poor uncle Aww. wanted to die. Yeah. Because, you know, but she, you can't tell her. I right. mean, she didn't know. Like, she literally didn't know it was her son. Oh, my God, was she flirting with him. Now I know where I get it from. Um, <laughs> it's just, but it's not with your son. No. <laughs> Oh, my poor... He was so embarrassed. It was like, he felt so awful, but right. like, what can you do? Uh, they have delusions. They may, may need help toileting. They... It may be hard to talk um, to, but they may be hard to, like, talk to. You can't really have a conversation anymore, but you can play music for them. You can read to them. You can show them pictures. They do yeah. get that, and the music especially, like, it, it makes them... They're like, oh. Yeah. And they, they, they remember the music for some mm. reason. Um, stage seven, very severe decline. Um, skills for eating, walking, sitting, they up and fade away. Um, they need help to drink. You need to give them soft foods, you know, usually, um. Because they're going to choke and stuff. Yeah. My grand, oh my God. By this point, they're in a, you know, she was in a nursing, she was leaving, she would leave the house in underwear, like it was awful. So she was in a nursing home. She had no idea she was ever in a nursing home. She walked in and walked down the hall. Literally didn't know she was being anywhere brought there or anything. But um, she always had the um, I keep on you know the food that's pureed. Yeah. Oh my god! You'd open the tray and you'd be like, oh, oh. it was like meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Meatloaf was a mound <laughs> of brown food and the ma- you know it was like mounds of nasty pureed food. food. Oh god! And you'd put the spoon in front of her, <laughs> suck it right up. That she sucked every last bit up till the day she died. Oh my god! Never did it eat that. That would be me. Also, where I get that from? <laughs> that would be me, without a doubt. I will eat till yeah. like you're gonna have a bag of fries just to get me to go to the bathroom. Oh my god! Okay, she ate up. She wouldn't even at the end. Yes, for years, her eyes weren't wouldn't even be open. You'd put a spoon there, <laughs> suck it right up. Um, <laughs> yep, that will be me. She always ate. Um, they don't know they're thirsty or hungry. Then they don't have a concept of hunger or thirst. So you have to always provide them with food and drink or they will die of dehydration right. and starvation. Um, complications of the decline in brain function leads to death. That's what leads to their death. Um, Alzheimer's is always fatal. You will know you do not survive um, Alzheimer's. There is no cure for Alzheimer's. Current treatment does not stop the progression of it Alzheimer's. Just slows it, down. it slows the worsening of symptoms. You can take Aricept, Exelon, Razadine, and Nam. Nemenda. Um, those are all pills yeah. that you can take for it. Um, researchers do not know exactly what causes causes Alzheimer's. They do know the brain of an Alzheimer patient has changes. They have fewer healthy cells and it gets smaller over time. Um, the brain cells usually show two flaws. One is neurofibrillary nope. Neuro- <laughs> tangles. So there's twisted fibers inside the brain cells. That keep nutrients and other important things from make 
from one part of the cell to another. Um, and the second flaw is beta amyloid plaque, which is sticky clumps of protein that build up between brain cells instead of breaking down like they do in healthy brains. Mm-hmm. So you have all yeah. this plaque building up. It kills the tissue around it, and that's why the brain is shrinking. You can't do anything if your brain no. is shrinking. No. Um, plaques and tangles damage the brain cells around them. Those cells then die, like I just said, and the brain shrinks. They also make lower levels of chemicals called neurotransmitters that nerves use to communicate. So that's why, like, when they're looking at a menu, they, can't they can read it, but then they can't... Function to say, process it. I want this, and that's how I'm going right. to tell you that's what I want. They can't do that. Um, scientists don't know if the changes in the brain cells cause Alzheimer's or happen because of it. Okay. So... Either you could have these changes and that's why you're having these, or whatever this disease is, is making these changes. Right. They don't know. Um, risk factors for Alzheimer's. Um, if you're a female, you're at higher risk. If you're over 65, you're at over risk. You're at, of risk. If you have a family history of Alzheimer's, you're at higher risk. Um, Down syndrome. People with Down syndrome get it in their 30s or 40s. As if they don't have enough going I know. on. My cousin, we have a cousin, um, Jackie, and she has Down syndrome and she has... Um, Alzheimer's now. Um, head injuries and hypertension and high cholesterol are also risk factors. Alzheimer's cannot be de- definitely diagnosed until after death. So they use tests to rule out other conditions that might cause the symptoms that you're coming in with. Mm-hmm. Because the only way they can say you had Alzheimer's is by doing a um, postmortem. Right. Um, they will tell, so if you go in with, I have these symptoms, it looks like Alzheimer's. They'll take a health history. They ask about your symptoms, medical conditions, medications, personal history, mental state, and family history. They will do a mini mental state exam. They check your prob- problem solving skills, your attention span, your counting skills, memory. They can do a CAT scan, which can show brain changes common in later stages of Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in the early stages, it's not going to pick up much. Um, they may do an MRI to rule out. Tumors or strokes that could also give you these symptoms. A PET scan can show plaques that are linked to Alzheimer's. And um, neuropsychological testing studies the relationship between the brain and behavior. So they'll do some tests like that to see like, what's going on. Um, for treatment, they use music therapy, art therapy, massage, pet therapy, um, previous hobbies to help spark memories, Um and those things all make you, them calmer. It makes them feel more stable. It makes yeah, them sleep better. Familiar. There's really nothing you can do except just try to keep them calm. Keep as calm as you can. And families obviously need a ton of support. Oh, it's hard. Um, when it's there's hard. a member in the family with Alzheimer's. I mean, I can't imagine walking in the room and my mother has no idea who I am. Not a clue. I think that would be terrible. It's awful. It's awful. I would think that would be terrible. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think they, they've theorized that he may have had, Reagan may have had Alzheimer's in his second term. Yeah. And that Nancy was running the show mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, so we, I mean, we'll never know. But. We'll never know, but that's the theory going around. Yeah. So we're going to do some honorable mentions okay. with the presidents. Mm-hmm. But before we do honorable mentions, we have to talk about smallpox because it seems every fucker had smallpox. Literally back. that whole list. Like, like the first smallpox, half, smallpox, they had smallpox. smallpox. Yep. So let's just talk about smallpox real okay. quick. I don't know if we've covered it before. In case we haven't. Smallpox. I feel like we have, but go ahead. I feel like we have, but then I started reading, I'm like, I don't think we did. Hmm. Okay, it's caused by variola virus, so it's very similar to chickenpox. Mm-hmm. It is very contagious. Mm-hmm. Three out of every ten people who get smallpox will die, and it can leave you scarred or blind. Mm-hmm. Symptoms. You have a very high fever, head and body aches, and sometimes vomiting. Your rash can start on the tongue and mouth. These spots become sores that break open and spread large amounts of the virus into the mouth and throat. Ah. Smallpox sounds like a joy. No, I don't think we did cover this. Yeah, I don't think that's why I was like, no, we didn't Uh -uh. cover this one. The rash will appear on face and body and eventually will uncover your entire body within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. This rash will last about 10 days. I'm not done. Okay. When sores become pustules... I was going to say, I know the word pustules is coming. Then they will scan... (laughs) Pustules. I hate that word. Pustules. But when the pustules <laughs> rupture, and oh, that's what's like. Ugh. Everything's just end... leaking everywhere. <laughs> oh. Smallpox is nasty. So by the end of the second week, most of your sores are scabbed over. Oh, thank God. The scabs will begin to fall off. And by about the third week, oh. they're all gone. And you are contagious the entire time. Wow. Yes. Until you are scab free, you are contagious. Wow. 
So now that we've heard about smallpox, well, let's no hear wonder about why so many presidents. Okay, have. we've got George Washington, first president of the United States. Mm-hmm. He witnessed more epidemics of infectious disease than any other president. Mm. So much so that PBS's NewsHour published a blog post entitled "The Nine Deadly Diseases That Plagued George Washington." Oh God. <laughs> So, in 1751, at 19 years old, he went to visit his half-brother, who was sick with TB in Barbados. While he was visiting him, he gets smallpox. Oh! He fully recovered with just a few scars. Unfortunately, his tubercula... <laughs> tubercula... I don't think that's how he described it. Not like your brother with TB. Your tubercula yeah. half-brother could not overcome his disease, and he died in oh. 1752. 1793, he gets hit with yellow fever in Philly. And it's what now is regarded as one of the most notorious epidemics of this disease in history. That's going to be an episode. Uh-huh. Washington had to flee along with much of the city's population to remain out of reach of the mosquitoes that spread yellow fever. Mm-hmm. He is also thought to be a, a victim of diphtheria at 15, malaria at 17. <gasps> Stay away from the swamp, pal. Wait, why is he in this many swamps? Where is he going? Well, I mean, he was going to save the world. He did All do right. a lot of shit. I think he was a soldier at 10. Yeah. Okay. So he also had dysentery or bloody diarrhea. Uh, he's so, I mean, fake teeth, tubercula. Like, he's, yeah, he's nasty. A, he's uh, nasty. He all was his pustules so, just yeah, he dripping gets, everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> bloody stool at the... Uh. So he gets his dysentery while serving in the French and Indian War and other battles. Mm-hmm. He is also thought to have suffered from quincy, also known as tonsillitis. Oh. Carbuncle, a large potentially... <laughs> This guy's fucking gross. I'm He's sorry. Gross. He had a carbuncle, which is a large, potentially cancerous bump on his face. Yeah. It's like a big it's like, barnacle yeah. on you. It's a carbuncle. Oh, yeah. If it's not a human, it's a carbuncle. <laughs> Epiglottitis, a throat infection that can be caused by the H influenza bacteria, mm-hmm. or, and pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Washington's death may have been partly the result of epiglottitis following cold. He died at the age of 67. I can't believe oh. he lived to fucking 67. Yeah, with all that with shit? With carbuncles, bloody stool. Yeah. Um, after having endured his fair share of diseases, they actually yes. believe he had been bloodletted so much at the end of his life that he died from anemia. Well, okay. that's the only thing to solve everything. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We have John Adams. Well, let's start with his Adams's wife, Abigail. I love that her name was Abigail. She got typhoid fever in 1818, which led to her death on the 28th of that month. So wow. I should have told you she got it in October of 1818. <laughs> she dies on the 28th of October from typhoid. I never knew that. No. Adams underwent a smallpox vaccination and he described this process and results this way. Maybe this will pertain to us getting the COVID vaccine. Maybe. Okay. In the winter of 1764, the smallpox, the smallpox, like Maya calls it, the COVID. Yeah. The smallpox prevailing in Boston. I went with my brother, my brother. My brother, hello, mother. <laughs> God, that revered just came out of him. Yeah. Brother, tree brothers. Okay. I went with my brother into town and was inoculated under the direction of Dr. Nathaniel Perkins and Dr. Joseph Warren, Ooh. who happens to be a descendant of mine. Did you know that? Well, you're a descendant of his. I'm a descendant of his. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm from the Oklahoma branch. Yeah. <laughs> this, distemper, this distemper was very terrible, even by inoculation at that time. Oh. My physician dreaded it and prepared me. By a milk diet and a course of mercurial preparations. What? Shit. The shit he did. A milk diet. That's going to make it better. Yeah. Till they reduced me very low before they performed the operation. What? They continued to feed me with milk and mercury through the whole course of it. (gasps) And salivated me to such a degree that every tooth in my head became so loose that I believe (gasps) I could have pulled them all with my thumb and finger. What the hell were they doing? No. they, (gasps) They were starving him to death. By such means, they conquered the smallpox. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna bring it to the brink of death when you could have just fucking laid in bed, yeah. thrown a couple of compresses on him, and kept him away from people. I mean, fucking George threw brains through it. Uh, yeah, Jesus. Oh my God. Which I had very lighted lightly, but they rendered me incapable of speaking or eating in my old age. So they conquered smallpox, which he didn't have very bad. But it rendered him incapable of speaking and eating in old age because his teeth rotted out of his fucking head. Oh my god! In short, they brought me into the same situation with my friend Washington, who attributed his most his misfortune of cracking of walnuts. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I went off the grid here. You did. I am assuming the reason George Washington had false teeth is because they fucked around with him in a milk diet while he had smallpox, and he thinks it's because he was eating walnuts (laughs) when he was fifteen. 
And what? You don't know how to crack the shell? I, you ate the walnut like whole? He was so hardcore, he's just popping walnuts <laughs> and cherries. Jesus. <laughs> Take it easy. Wow. These were presidents, they all were. right? These were presidents, were men. man. This is when men were men. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, Adams was the first president approached about the discovery of a vaccination in 1800. Benjamin Waterhouse, a strong advocate and frequent correspondent of Edward Jenner, wrote to President Adams about the new practice of using cowpox as a preventative for smallpox. Mm-hmm. Hence the milk. <laughs> Probably went a lot smoother. <laughs> oh, God bless. Adams did not respond and Waterhouse was forced to try again by contacting the more receptive vice president, Thomas Jefferson. Mm. Now we're on to Thomas Jefferson. Let's okay. see what shit he had. 1806, following Waterhouse's correspondence about Jenner's innovation... Jefferson advocated for a smallpox vaccination in America. In fact, after learning about the discovery, Jefferson invited Native American tribal leaders. (laughs) We're assholes. They invited the Native American tribal leaders in. Come on, let's give you the vaccine. (laughs) (gasps) To show them the practice using pictures and translating instructions. We probably are not like like they're doing to us in the hospitals. Here, you try it first. Let's see what happens. We're the Native Americans of 1801. Oh my God. Andrew Jackson, at age 14, he contracted smallpox Shocker. while being held prisoner. He was 14 he's years being old, held prisoner. and he's being held prisoner during the War of Independence. This is what men were men do. Yeah. Jackson recovered and later became the seventh president of the United States. Though people, didn't, I don't think people like Jackson very no. much. I think he was a Trump of the 1800s. Mm-hmm. However, his brother Robert, who also contracted the disease while in prison, died. That's oh. how you knew Jackson was something. Mm-hmm. Martin Van Buren. I don't think anybody even hears about him. Do we even remember he's a president? I mean, I think he's one of those at trivia that I'm always like, I know there is somebody yeah. with the wind. That name. begins with an M. Mm-hmm. 1837 to 1841, he's president. 1807, Van Buren married his childhood sweetheart, Hannah Hose. Oh, Hannah Hose. <laughs> you know, she's a hoe. They had four sons and Hannah became ill with tuberculosis and died in 1819. Her death was devastating to Van Buren and he never remarried. Oh, I think Brian sweet. would be married tomorrow. Yeah. William Henry Harrison. Hugh go Hamilton. 1841. Harrison was the first president to die in office. So one of the other articles said his inauguration speech is like the longest ever. It really? was like freezing cold out. He went on for like three hours. <laughs> well, he died of pneumonia a month after. <laughs> <laughs> so they think he should yeah. shorten that speech. Shut up, buddy. Yep. yep. Dumbass. William <laughs> Henry Harrison. Fucker. He's probably I'm not a even month going. after. Thirty days after he died, and they oh think of pneumonia, and they think it was because of that he was wicked long inauguration speech. Oh okay. James K. Polk. I don't know, that name always sticks in my head. James Coke. Poke, I'm going to give you a poke in the eye. He served one term in office because he died of cholera three months after returning home to Tennessee in 1849. Wow. Yes. Zachary Taylor, cholera. Mm. That's another one, bloody stool kind of thing going Mm -hmm. on. Zachary Taylor. I love the name Zachary. Don't ask me why. Mm. Zachary Taylor was the second president to die in office. While traveling in the summer of 1849, he came down with violent diarrhea and fever. He must have had the tuna fish in that cafeteria. (laughs) Although he recovered, he came down with similar symptoms a year later on 4th of July. Weird. When he was diagnosed with having cholera morbus. Hence, morbus usually means death. Death, Or gastroenteritis. Four days later, Taylor died following extensive diarrhea vomiting. Oh, and st- that's a way to go. I do not want to go die with diarrhea. I don't want to go my brains out. No. I don't. Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Not just a shot in the head. Mm-hmm. Lincoln delivered the Gettysburg Address in the, after- addressed <laughs> in the afternoon of November 19th, 1863, and he began to feel weak and feverish just a few hours later. Hmm. By the fourth day of his illness, it was clear that he had smallpox. So of course he did. <laughs> Even though he guess he didn't get the inoculation. He remained ill for about four weeks. He recovered, although his valet, William H. Johnson, who has his own website, was also contracted the disease and he died. Mm. Chester A. Arthur. He's another one. I don't know why he sticks in my head, too. Arthur's wife, Ellen, she died of pneumonia at age 42 a few years before Arthur was inaugurated as president. Benjamin. Oh, yeah, he was the bachelor, right? Yep. Benjamin Harrison, the president of the famed Gilded Age. Pneumonia, 1901. Oof. Done. Woodrow Wilson. What do you think Woodrow Wilson had in the year of 1918? We've talked about this. I feel under pressure and I don't know. He had the Spanish flu. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Oh. And they believe 
that while he was in France, so he it's at the end of it because mm-hmm. November 11th was the end of World War One. This the flu that's wiping out the world disappears in October, but they think he had it. Mm-hmm. And they think he had it while he was helping to negotiate the Treaty of Versailles oh, in the yes. spring of 1919. Yeah. And that he was really not in his right mind when he did that. And they think that that treaty is direct result of why we have World War II. Mm-hmm. So he had the Spanish flu. Calvin Coolidge. They all... Calvin Coolidge. Woodrow Wilson. Just, yeah. you know, like... The, I guess you have to have a cool name. Coolidge's mm-hmm. son, Calvin Coolidge Jr., died of blood poisoning Ooh. or septicemia, the result of an infected blister on his foot oh. in 1924. That's kind of late to be dying of yeah, a Yeah, that's so. terrible. He was just 16 years old. Oh. He, Dr. John Colmer, a fellow of the College of Physicians of Philadelphia, he attended to the boy and wrote an account of the event transcribed here on our blog. <laughs> Oh. Let's see what the event is. Maybe they just skip it. I don't know. Let's see. Calvin Coolidge Jr. What do they have to... Oh, here we go. Nope. We, we, we've moved on to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Oh, Jesus. We all know. Well, he, he died of a sore foot. He had... Yeah, he died Calvin. of a sore foot. You're going to have to go Let look me. at his own blog. Mm-hmm. So, after Yar, he falls ill with polio during mm-hmm. his visit to his family's summer retreat in Canada in August of 1921. His legs remained paralyzed, and he had to use a wheelchair for the rest of his life. But you don't realize that, because they would stand him up, pose mm-hmm. him, and then they would take mm-hmm. pictures. He had those braces. Yep. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt's personal experience with polio became one of the most important aspects of the effort to develop a vaccine. Mm-hmm. In 1938, Roosevelt became the icon of the March of Dimes, a grassroots fundraising effort where people all over the country sent dimes to the president. The president needs dimes. It was for the... Yeah, whatevs. Well, it was to help the fund National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis. Mm-hmm. Over the year, the March of Dines raised millions of dollars, and the fruit of their efforts was Jonas Salk's innovative polio virus vaccine tested in 1954 on 2 million children, or polio pioneers. Listen to our vaccine episode, mm-hmm. and you will hear both about the Spanish flu and the polio oh, yeah. epidemic, mm-hmm. which was crazy. We've talked about Dwight D. Eisenhower, so we're going to skip Ike. Gerald Ford. Oh, a little-known president. What did he have? Often made fun of on SNL. Yeah, a lot. Ford's time infectious disease, like mal... Uh, he was before his time, he, so he doesn't get smallpox or a typhoid fever. He's in the age of vaccine when he met Maurice Hilleman, another scientist, on March 3rd, 1976, to discuss a vaccine response to the swine flu, Ooh. which was going around. He helped get Congress to commit funds to a nationwide vaccine program... That had ignominious ends. I don't even know what ignominious means. I should. Okay. Jimmy Carter. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carter. Carter's liver pills. Under Carter's presidency, the first comprehensive childhood vaccine program was launched in 1977. Betty Bumpers. What? Betty Bumpers? Harriet, what was it? Henrietta Ho? And Barrietta yes. Bumpers. Yeah. Okay. Wife of the Arkansas then governor, Dale Bumpers, contracted. Nope. Contacted the administration advocating for improved immunization efforts. Jimmy Carter's wife, Rosalind Carter, became involved and helped Mrs. Bumpers, <laughs> just call her Barbara Bumpers or Betty Bumpers, to advocate for state laws requiring vaccination for school entries. See? See? She mm-hmm. knew what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. In 1991, Mrs. Bumpers and Mrs. Carter started an immunization campaign called Every Child by Two, yeah. which works to assure that all American children immunized against common diseases by the age of two. We need to find out why they used to say... We have as many things as Carter has liver pills. Why was that? A bit? I always, I used to hear that all the time as a kid. I'm a little older, but I yep, did hear. Right. Okay, so shut. Barack Obama. <laughs> he has speaking. He's frequently spoken of his daughter Sasha's bout with meningitis mm. uh, when she was an infant. She survived, and today is a healthy young woman. So, as you can see, illnesses have plagued presidencies. Presidences. I am still You're really cold. having a problem. So, but today. you know what it is? I'm, I have no sugar. I'm low blood sugar. Mm-hmm. That's what mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been plaguing presidents since George Washington, mm. who apparently was infected with everything, everything. including carbuncles. Yeah. Ugh. I can't even imagine. I'm going to Google it and put it on for this episode because I just want to know what the fucking carbuncle looks like. I think, now that I think, when you said that, I was like, I think I can remember, like, in some of his portraits, he has something, like, over on his cheek. Well, I would think if you're going to paint me, you'd not paint me I mean, me it's my not carbuncle. like a big, huge thing, but it's... Yeah, but like, no, don't even put it on my face. I don't know why. That, you're painting like... me? I want to be like, it's like a Snapchat filter. I want to be gorgeous. Oh, I need lots of I don't want any carbuncles on my painting. No. Come on. What the hell's wrong with you? Okay. 
I believe I have a write-in story as well. And you have one. Mine was kind of told to me. Yeah, I still think it was pretty fucking funny. And yours was actually written in. Yes. Do you have it? Yes. Okay, do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? I don't care. All right, I'll go first since I've already occupied the last half of the podcast. Yes. Okay. So I was at work and I'm speaking to somebody we work with and they're like, I have a really good story for you. I know you want me to write it in. And the reason I prefer writing in is because when you, when I read it in your words, it's better. Uh, Because I'm just going to paraphrase and say shit the way I think it should be said. So I'd rather. (laughs) might not be true to the story. Right. I'd rather hear it the way you have to say it. But she's saying, so she was working in a different hospital. And she was very close with this particular surgeon. They were friends and they'd worked together for years and she just loved him and blah, 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 blah. And he was having surgery. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to do something because she he was a good friend. She's like, I'm going to go to the gift shop. I'm going to send him a card. So she goes to the gift shop. She gets the card. She's like, you know what? He loves to read. So I'm going to get him a book. Mm-hmm. So she asks the woman at the gift shop, what is the number one selling book? She goes, that one over there. So she's like, I grabbed the book. Pay for it. Get the card. Sign the card. Wrap it up. Send it to the doctor. Uh-huh. She goes, that night I'm watching the news and they are talking about the number one selling book in America. And I think you can guess what book that would have been that she mailed to him. Because I guessed it immediately. Really? Mm-hmm. Number one selling book. It has a necktie on the front. <gasps> shades? Fifty Shades? She mailed him Fifty oh! Shades of Grey! <laughs> I, I looked at him like, please... Tell me you did not mail him Fifty Shades of Grey. She goes, I mailed him Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh my God. So she worked for a woman we currently work with now. Who she went into her office and told her what happened. She goes, I don't know what to do. I don't want to offend him. Does he think I'm going to be like, I like him in that way? (laughs) I want you to tie me up. Erotic book. (laughs) And she's like, the woman, my boss was dying laughing. Couldn't stop laughing. She said, eventually I had to call him. He was laughing. Oh. She's like, I really had to say, I didn't know. I thought I didn't know what it was about. It's so you like to read. I was like, you sent him 50 cents. Oh, the red God. room and oh my God. That's hysterical. Well, it kept, it kept him entertained. Oh, sure. I'll bet it did. Oh, I bet his wife God. liked that book better than he did. I bet. Oh my God. Oh my okay, God. What you got? That's a good one. I'm That's a good one. That, that was one. a good one. I love that one. Um, <laughs> don't buy doctors anything. No, just no, just send a card. Yeah. Um, this one's from Dawn. Um, she said, hi there. I hope you have some time off of the holiday. Your podcast on hypothermia reminded me of a story my grandmother told me when I visited her in the nursing home about an old woman who was also a resident. She was from Sweden and she used to ski in her bathing suit. Well, that's what you do in Sweden because it's not cold. Um, probably not a bikini, but yes, she would ski in a bathing suit. She needed to use the bathroom one day. And since it was a local residence outhouse nearby, she used that one. When she shut the door and sat down, she looked up and saw a photograph pointed on the door of herself skiing down the mountain in her bathing suit. <laughs> so she goes to the door, shuts the door, and, boom, and there's a picture of her you. in her bathing suit. Um, and that was from Dawn. Oh my god, that cracked me up. Hypothermia, yeah. that was our couple of episodes ago. We're talking about the Donna party mm-hmm. and the children's blizzard. Mm-hmm. And I like that episode. But anyway, that was a good one. That was a good Don't one. ski any bathing suit. Hypothermia yeah. galore. Yeah, you get really chafed yeah. nipples. That yeah. would be really uncomfortable. Oh, God, yeah. Don't do it. So enjoy. It's going to get warmer soon. Mm-hmm. The days are getting longer. It's getting brighter out. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.